We're talking about keeping Sabbath. We're talking about remember the Sabbath. Isn't it interesting that that's the only commandment that says remember? Most of them start out with thou shalt not. But this one just says remember because he knows us. He knows we're going to get caught up in life and forget the Sabbath. You know, I was reading the other day that if you worked on the Sabbath in the Old Testament under Moses, that what you could be stoned for that. A guy by the name of Walter Brueggemann, a famous uh, theologian, he wrote a fascinating book entitled Sabbath as Resistance. Because here's the thing, it's not easy to keep the Sabbath. If you really try to do it, you'll discover how hard it is to actually stop everything and take time with him and with your family and with others. The fourth commandment is right in the, the top three, again, are about God, our relationship with God. And the bottom six are about our relationship with people. And right in the middle of it is the fourth commandment that says, stop. Keep a day holy unto the Lord. At creation, at the end of each day, he said, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good. When he created the Sabbath, he said, it is holy. A lot of things are good. Nature's good. Animals are good. Vacations are good. Getting, you know, earning a living is good. <laughs> Getting a raise is good. Hallelujah. Right? Getting a promotion is good. But listen, we, we quickly forget, quickly forget, and we get so wrapped up in the activities of the other six days that we're just unable anymore. You know, they, 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 told, us, they told us that all these recent inventions, all this technology would give us more time. No! We have less time because we're constantly in touch now. How many of you actually have anxiety attacks when you don't know where your phone is? My, my, my point this morning is this. To standing up a Sabbath is an act of resistance. It's actually standing up to the culture and saying no. It's actually shutting your phone off and say no. Maybe it's shutting the TV off and say no. Maybe you're saying no to voluntary overtime. <laughs> Maybe you're saying no to another part-time job. Whatever it might be, sometimes it is resistant. Sometimes it's kind of being the outsider at work because you're weird. Because you go to church, pay your tithes, get involved in church activities instead of going to the bar or the ball game or the golf outing and drinking with the rest of the guys. You don't tell nasty jokes at the water cooler. Help me, Jesus. To be a Christian and keep the Sabbath, and not all Christians do, to keep the Sabbath is counter cultural and it takes resistance because this economic system we're in is Pharaoh's system. It's a system of make the bricks, 
Reminds me, if you're old, it reminds me of that old uh, donut commercial where the guy says, I got to make the donuts. I got to make the donuts. How many are old enough to remember that one? Isn't that a great commercial? The guy's just a zombie. He's getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I got to make the donuts. And he's making them every week. And take out the word donut and put whatever word you want in there, whatever you've got to make. Well, listen, life's not about making bricks. Isn't it interesting that, in, what, you know what they were making the bricks for? So they can build storehouses for Pharaoh's grain. And a lot of us are working ourselves to death just to make other people wealthy. <laughs> and even if you're working to make yourself worthy, worth, uh, wealthy, or maybe you're working yourself to death and you're still a pauper. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but listen... <laughs> All that work, you know, if you're working like that, you know what you're saying? I don't trust God. I think I need to work. If I don't work, I don't put food on the table. Do you trust God to shut it off one day a week or not? Well, it's going to be a hard message. Just get used to it. I'm coming against Pharaoh's economic system. I'm not against work. I'm just saying it's for six days. It's not 24-7. It's 24-6. Can I get an amen? So notice what God says in Exodus chapter 20. This is the first, the first two verses. And on verse 3, he begins the Ten Commandments. And he begins saying, Thou sh- you know, don't, don't make any uh, images, right, and all that stuff. So, and God, but in the first two verses, verse 3 starts the Ten Commandments. Here's what verse 1 and 2 say. say and God spoke all these, saying, all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I set you free. So therefore, now, here are the Ten Commandments. And number four was keep the Sabbath holy. I want you to catch this point. They really couldn't worship until they got out of Egypt. And I, I, I challenge you today that if your mind is constantly spinning on secular issues, can you really worship? If you can't shut it off, if you can't stop, don't come in here and act like you're worshiping when you're really just going through the motions and you're really just multitasking. Oh, this is too hard. Some of you want to go home. I want to be blessed today. Oh, this will bless you if you live right. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. And let's get the whole context of this thing. No one can serve two masters, for either you will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't bring Egypt in here and worship God. Therefore... We, we don't understand. Those two verses are connected. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow nor, uh, nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? 
Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Some of us spend more time on our face than on our knees. Uh, You men, too. After all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father, knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Live right one day a week, and God will take care of the other six. Give God praise if you agree. Amen. Pharaoh's system is all about consumption and production. Commercials have so affected us that, you know, it, it's, our life now is all about desire, except about fear of missing out. It's being restless. It's about acceptance. <laughs> if you wear these jeans, you'll be accepted. If you use this cologne, remember that old, remember high karate? Spray this on and the women will be attacking you in a good way. You'll have to, you'll have to fight them off. Men bathed in it. Think, thinking that women will just go, oh, what's that fragrance? All, all, all commercials are about, hey, hey, don't miss this. If you don't use this, you're missing out. I think it goes back to Eve in the garden. I believe, I don't know if I can prove this or not, but I, I think really at the core of Eve's sin and Adam, the, at the core, it's that Eve was afraid she was missing something. I mean, she had, what, millions of trees to pick from? And one, one stupid tree, don't touch one tree. So in Eve's mind, and Adam was standing right there, just like a dumb man. In Eve's mind, she had all these trees, but she kept looking. What, what am I missing here? Why can't I have that tree too? You've got everything, but you've got to have that one. We're living in a time where we've really got everything. We're blessed, but there's always something else we've got to have. We're just... We're just ingrained in us now that we just don't want to miss anything. So we go 24-7. And in our minds, we're thinking, just one more thing. Just one more thing. If I just had this, joy is a choice. I could be happy. Well, happy is not dependent on circumstances. Happiness and joy is a choice you make. It is in you. Just be happy. Listen, we end up doing everything and wind up doing nothing. We're so caught up. I mean, we're just constantly walking around. You know, we just, we go 30 minutes an hour without looking at the phone. Oh, what am I missing? What's going on on Facebook? You know, what's the latest thing? What's the latest gossip? You know, I put that out there. I wonder how many likes I got. I only got three likes. Nobody likes me. What's the score? What's going on over here? What's on the news? 
We multitask so much today that we're doing a little bit of everything and nothing accomplished. Actually, thank you, Donna. Nothing really gets accomplished. What we really need to be doing, we're not good at anymore because we're trying to do everything. We're so concerned about missing something that we're snooping into everybody's business, doing anything and everything we can. We're doing this, doing that, running here, running there. Amen. They have multi... And listen, listen. When people hire people, they want to know... that They appreciate it if you are a multitasker. People put that on their resume now. I can multitask. Hire him. But listen, when you're 24-7, you're not doing anything well anymore. You're doing everything, but you're not doing anything well. And you're certainly not doing what God has called you to do. You just got your hands in everything else. Instead of focusing on what God has called you to do, oh, can I get an amen? Exodus 20, verse 3. Let's look at the first three Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before me, right? Don't make your, you shall not, number, number one. Number two, you shall not make for yourself the carved image, any likeness of anything that is heaven above or in the earth beneath or that is uh, in the water under the earth. Whew. Number three, you shall not bow down to, uh, I'm a jealous God, visiting iniquity of the fathers upon, upon the children to the third and fourth generations to those who hate me. Wow. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me, keep my commandments. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So real quick, what, what does, um, again, the fourth commandment is the fulcrum between the first three and the last six. I'm not going to preach about the last six this, this morning. Don't get yourself all worried. Amen. Where am I? Okay, so number one, no other gods. We just said you can't serve God and mammon. Fair, uh, Sabbath is literally about resisting the Pharaoh God. Sabbath, you know what Sabbath is? Sabbath says God's not a workaholic. He rested. It also says God's not anxious like we are. He can actually stop for one day. How many know God's got a lot on his plate? I, mean, I wonder if there's days he's just overwhelmed when about one billion people send up a prayer request all at once. And the lines get jammed. And by the way, if he answers this prayer, this one doesn't get answered. If this is a yes, then that one's a no. Please, God, don't let it rain today. And the farmer's saying, please, God, let it rain. Somebody gets a no. That's why you need to just leave this stuff in God's hands. Pray, but leave it in God's hands. Can I get an amen? Listen, third thing this says about the first commandment is everything doesn't depend on our work. It doesn't depend on what you do or what you don't do. Let's just put God first. When, it's, when you become like anxious and I got to get this done, you just feel like I about you instead of all about him. And you just feel like I have got to know you, you just need to do. You know, I just, one thing I've applied to my life, not 
totally successful. But I, I, I apply this to my life, that if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I got too much to do, I kind of conclude I'm doing something God doesn't want me to do. You got that? That's why sometimes I may not show up for you when you think I should be there. Because I just need to do what God tells me to do. I told you that they wouldn't get a response from that. I told you. Number two, it says no images. So I don't make any images. Yeah. What does it mean? It means God doesn't want you to try to locate God. He doesn't want you to say, God looks like this and he is here and not here and he doesn't look like this. Jesus, help us. Why do we do that? We try to relate. We try to think that, okay, let's make an image. Let's make him like us. And really, we need to be like him instead of making him like us. Quit trying to make Jesus like you and just start being like him. Wow. Enough said? You know, don't use his name in vain. You know, keep worship real. I wonder how much of our worship is vain. Vain means empty. And, it, and it, listen, you can't multitask in here. While I'm preaching, you're making out a grocery list. No. Well, I'm getting things done. No. You're... you're you're using, you're calling the name of the Lord in vain. You're saying you're a Christian, you love Jesus, you're here to worship, and you're making a grocery list. You're checking, you're checking your Facebook posts. You're, you're getting your schedule together because tomorrow you've got to go back to work and you're figuring out what you need to do, you know, and you don't have to write it on the phone. You could just act like you're praising the Lord thinking, yeah, I've got, got to get that milk. I forgot my milk. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus, help me to remember milk. Jesus. Really? <laughs> and bread. God, I need bread. And eggs. I need eggs. Lord, help. Sabbath is not about multitask. I'm, I'm not asking you to add something to your schedule. I'm asking you to kill your schedule for one day and give it to God. Stop and give it to God. Wow. Wow. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12. I got to hurry. Deuteronomy 5. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all. How many of you realize that the Ten Commandments are listed twice in the Scriptures? I read to you the Exodus or part of the Exodus. Now it's re recalled again in the book of Deuteronomy. And here, uh, listen, listen to what he, how he connects the Sabbath. Uh, next verse. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you should do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, or your donkey. No fetching from the dog. Nor any of your cattle 
nor your stranger. Don't even, don't even make the stranger work. Hello, restaurant. Back, back. That includes your wife who's cooking today. That your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. Come on, if you're an employer. Oh, Jesus, help us. Remember that, remember, remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you, commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. You were once a slave. Don't go back. You were once a slave, and God said, I brought you out. So who do you think you are now that you can control things and you can work seven days a week and you can do a, and you can lay out a church and do whatever you want to do when the Sabbath is for you, but the Sabbath is also for God. He said, don't forget that before you were saved, you were a slave, and I set you free, amen. So celebrate one day a week. Ah, oh, praise God. Praise God. And it's not just one day a week. We talked about having Sabbath moments. Amen? Where you just see a sunset instead of just saying, oh, look at that. That's cool. You actually stop the car, pull off, go outside, sit on the deck, get a cup of coffee, and just go, wow. God is making me a picture. A beautiful butterfly lands on a flower. Instead of shushing it off, you... <laughs> You enjoy the moment. Your little grandchild, your little child. You know, you just, you just take those moments and you stop everything and you just thank you, Jesus. He's Lord of the Sabbath. And Sabbath is not just, coming to, not, not just about coming to church. It's about knowing how to stop and rest and thank God for what he's done for you. How many believe we'd be better off? How many believe we'd be less stressed out? How many believe we'd be less anxious? How many believe we would sleep better at night? How many believe we could actually get more done if we would do less? So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. Remember that? Pharaoh said, lazy? That's what you are, lazy. That's why you whine. Let us go so we can worship God. Then, well, then go. Go back to work. Nobody's going to give you straw. And at the end of the day, world better bring in your full quota of bricks. The world. Look, look at how, let me close with this. Look at how the devil fights us. Same way Pharaoh did. First of all, he said, You're lazy. People will say, You're unproductive and you're lazy. You tell your boss you need Sundays off, and he'll say, I bet he's not even going to church. He's just trying to get a day off. Lazy. You got that much time. I'll just, I'll just work you harder on the six days. Go get your own straw. Come on. That's how he fights you. Uh, secondly, Pharaoh said, you can worship, but you have to worship in Egypt. Listen. Like I said before, you can't fake worship. You can't worship with an Egypt, Egyptian mindset. You can't worship the way the Egyptians worship. 
You can't worship their gods. Listen, if you stay in Egypt, you'll wind up worshiping Egyptian gods. That's the problem I have with some churches that have thrown the gospel pretty much out the window. And and going to church is more about a concert. It's more about entertainment. Let's Let's just entertain them. Let's act like the world. Let's make church a commercial. And let's just do this and so that they're comfortable. Amen. What? what? We're supposed to make people feel like, feel comfortable in here so that church is like the world? You can't worship God in Egypt. You need to come out of Egypt. This place needs to be counter. He said, well, we need to be seeker sensitive. Let's be Holy Spirit sensitive. I believe in being sensitive to people's needs and all that stuff. But listen, we're not going to make the church look like Egypt so people from Egypt are comfortable to come. Does that make sense? Number three, Pharaoh said, you can worship, just don't go far away. Just don't go very far away. See, people don't care if you're a Christian, just don't get crazy on me. You can be a Christian, just don't start acting like one. You can be a Christian, but don't talk about Jesus in school. Don't talk about Jesus at work. You know, you can worship, just don't go very far. Moses says, now we're out of here, Jack. We're gone. Come on. Don't go very far away. Then he said, well, just the men can go. Today that's changed. Now it's like we'll just let the women go to church. But the whole family needs to go. It's not about, well, we'll just let the men go. That'll satisfy. No, no. This, this is we need to all observe the Sabbath. And then finally the last one, Pharaoh says, you can go but leave your flocks and herds here. Leave your cow and leave your cattle. Exodus 10 uh, talks about this. This is great and because uh, I, lo- I preached on this once. Moses said, you must also give us sacrifice, burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. I guess he's saying, I'm not going to worship without my tithe. Yeah. 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 Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying. Our livestock also will go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind. Oh, come on, Moses. Come on, Moses. We're not leaving a hoof behind. Everything I am, everything I have, you shall love the Lord your God with all your might and all your soul and all your heart. I'm not multitasking this thing when it comes to Jesus. I'm 100% Jesus freak. Amen. Woo! Not one hoof left behind. My money's God's. My family belongs to God. My car belongs to God. My job belongs to God. My heart belongs to God. My mind belongs to God. Everything, not one hoof left behind. Give him a praise, amen. Let me give you the three tools real quick that Whatever God gave Moses, just real quick, what God gave Moses, he's given you. First of all, he's given you a voice. Moses says, I can't do this. I'm an introvert. Where's Sonia? I'm an introvert. I can't do this. Okay. 
Until you get your act together, I'll give you Aaron. God said, whenever you say, I can't do it, God says, I've got an Aaron. God said, I'll give you a voice. How many know God will give you a voice? Give you a way to speak, a way to communicate. Number two, he gives us gifts, power gifts. Moses says, I'll never convince Pharaoh. And God says, hey, I don't have anything. I'm just, I've been, in, I've been shepherding sheep for 40 years. I'm 80 years old. I've got nothing. And God says, what's that in your hand? Well, it's just an old stick. It's comfortable. I like it. <laughs> it keeps the, the sheep in shape, you know. He said, throw it down on the ground. And that thing became a snake. And whenever God needed anything, he said, show him, the, show him your staff. Cross in the Red Sea. Put your staff. Be still and see the salvation of the Lord. And put a staff over the Red Sea. And the Red Sea parts. God will take what you have and turn it into power gifts. God will give you the power that you need. To get the job done that he's called you to. How many are still with me? Amen. Finally, number three, he gives us authority. He gives us authority. Exodus chapter 6 and verse 30. Real quick, I'm almost done. Moses answered, look at me. Moses said, look at me. Look at me, God. Have you ever done that? God, come on. It's me. (laughs) Really? Pastor asked me to do this. I can't do this. Look at me. I stutter. Look at me. Why would Pharaoh listen? Why would the world listen to me? Why would anyone come to Jesus through me? How could I ever be effective? So that's what Moses said. Look what God said. God told Moses, look at me. Look at me. Well, look at me. God says, quit looking at yourself. Look at me. This isn't about you. This is about me. Amen. If you'll keep your eyes on Jesus, everything will be all right. Ah, somebody help me. Look at me. I'll make you as a God to Pharaoh. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I'll just make the devil will shudder. Look at Jesus and everything will be all right. In other words, God will give us authority. Didn't he say, I'll give you authority over every serpent? I'll give you authority over every devil. I'll give you authority over the world. Pharaoh is not as strong as you think he is. This world is not as intimidating as you're making it out to be. It's time to stand up. God will give you a voice. God will give you a miracle. God will give you authority. And you will be able to resist the world. 